Welcome to the only pod ever. My name is Harrison. That's Marty. And right off the bat, Marty, we have a lot of Alexis news to cover. It's not part of our show, but I think we just made it part of our show now. Folks, we started an Alexis on Fire podcast like two weeks after they were done their album cycle. Um, So we thought there would be no Alexis on Fire news. Uh, But we were surprised. We still are very surprised. Yeah, shocked even. Uh, we're actually going, well, I should say first thing on the, on the, docker, we have an announcement. We have an announcement to make. Yeah. We need, we need a wolf, like, you know, wolf blazer from CNN. It's like breaking news, like during the election <laughs> and it has like a nice stinger. I think we need one of those now. Wolf blazer. Yeah. Great reference. Wolf Great reference. blazer. Thank you. Um, yeah. First thing, uh, city and color doing another tour across Canada. Um, going out to the West Coast and making his way back here to Ontario. Well, Ontario is where Marty and I are based out of. And Marty and I are going to go to the show. Well, I went last time. Marty couldn't make it. So now we're going to try for for round two. That's right, folks. We're going to the schwa. We're going to the dirty schwa, kind of my, my <laughs> neck of the woods. So I can't wait to give you a tour of uh, of the city. Hey, he, he said it. He said it. It's okay? true. It's true. He's, he's from there, so he can say it. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, yeah, so he's going to be touring, um, and that will be fun. Uh, tickets went on sale already, so go check him out. Um, but yeah, yeah it's going to be a sweet tour. That's yeah, cool. going to be a great show. Um, Wade, he is doing, um, obviously, his emo nights, but it looks like he's teasing a video with the Dirty the dirty Nell. Yeah, we're going to have to watch that, eh? That's like, maybe we'll do like a little watch-along thing. Ooh, that's, that's a good sick. idea. Have we done that before? We have. If you're listening to the, uh, actually, I maybe I should promo this because this will be the, yeah, yeah, okay, I will promo this. Uh, for the Reading episode, if you just listened along and thought that was kind of lame, why did I just listen to this? Because during the whole time I was promising about putting it on YouTube, I actually did. Uh, it's in the link tree in our Instagram and then on our website as well. So go check that out. You'll, you'll see that in the description of this. Because yeah, go ahead and watch along. It was fun. It was fun. On top of that, as well, uh, Wade also released a couple stories of him recording some new music. So I'm thinking new Dooms Children on the way. I saw a Moog synthesizer tied to a bunch of other pedals. I saw uh, Les Paul with a violin bow. So definitely some crazy experimentation in the works there. Extremely sick. Folks, man, it, it, you really think it's going to be Dooms Children if there's synthesizers and a, and a strange guitar accessory? No chance. I'm just kidding. No chance. I'm kidding. Not, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> And then finally, uh, Rapbeard got uh, the Juno in the mail. They don't, uh, I guess they don't give them out at the award show. But the Juno I'm referencing is for Rock Album of the Year um, for Otherness. Yeah, that was, a, that, was a, that was a nice photo. Just hanging out. Uh, I saw on his stories, he might be like building a house or something. He's putting a foundation in. Just, 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 get, just getting outside, enjoying the weather, and then just coming inside, opening the mail, picking up a big old Juno. That the big beautiful glass boy or whatever they call it, you know. <laughs> uh, Do they, does it have I, a name? I like. Okay, I actually I like know. big beautiful glass boy. We should call it the big beautiful glass big boy. Beautiful glass boy. So B B B B B G B, right? Yeah, B B G B. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sick. Kind of like C B G B's B B B B G B. Yeah. Now we're a punk podcast. We said that's it. That's right. I think that's the that's first time we mentioned it, so I think that counts. That's good. It's good. Yeah. Certified punks. Uh, but I think this is actually a good segue into the episode. Um, Marty and I are really excited about this. We've been talking offline about this episode for a while now and how amped we are to actually talk about 
this album otherness i'm so glad we're doing this one first for for an album not just because of it being a recent uh release as i mentioned we started this podcast two weeks after they were done actually sort of promoting otherness but the more that i've been thinking about it and i know the more that we've been talking harrison the more that like this should help sort of contextualize and it'll be like alexis looking backwards you know like starting from where we are right now and looking backwards through time and saying here's where we are and then you know go back and sort of bring it all back together i think not to get yeah. too high level but that's i think how this is gonna go and the the record's good we're already we're already shit talking people that think it's bad so that was exactly. good that was good we'll get more more to that later more than that later. of course so let's fill in the gaps for everybody uh we did reading last week as you mentioned or last episode i should say and then it was kind of it for a little bit right like it was there was some singles that were released in in, in 2019 and in between all of that too like let's go through each of the members and like what were they like what they were doing at the time uh like george he ended up becoming a firefighter for the city of oshawa um and he formed dead tired more more on them later more on them later uh wade he's i think he's one of the busiest people in in music he was what doing gallows black lungs dooms children scoring movies video games uh, Dallas, you know, he had, I think, three City in Color albums out in between then and Otherness. And he did that album with Pink, which we are going to uh, talk about at some point as well, too. Harrison. We're very excited for. We're going to do it. That's yeah, gonna, that might be, that might be the best episode of all time. Oh, yeah. man. Okay, sorry. Uh, sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I know you're excited. It's, it's really hard <laughs> to keep the excitement <laughs> to yourself. I know, I know. Uh <laughs> Steele, you know, he traveled the world and, you know, took some time to himself, um, working with, uh, working on himself as well, too, uh, you know, working on like sobriety as well, too. Um, and he became a barber, which was really cool. And Rapbeard, he just started playing for, you know, a little Canadian band called Billy Talent. Very sick. Yeah, very, very sick. sick. But yeah, between, you know, you could even argue even between, you know, when they called it quits in, in 2012 and did that final tour to, you know, 2022, there you go. There's 10 years that have gone by with, yes, like little little things along the way. Um, but then they just released this album. But even before that, though, there was reports of, of rumors. I'm not sure if you remember those, Marty. I do. But for our, for our, for our listeners, let's let's dive into them. So there was the rumors on or not the rumors but there was reports that the band's genius page so genius the lyric page that breaks down all the lyrics so you don't have to do it um there was apparently like metadata about an unreleased album with like an artwork and a track list that that appeared on their site yeah that was it was there was, i yeah. i saw it like it was like it was like the screenshots like it was real and yeah mm -hmm. the art too like yeah everything was in there yeah. i don't know how that happened I don't know either. And the thing is, I work in technology and I don't even know how it <laughs> happened. <laughs> but yeah, so that was that was happening. And I don't was there anything else? Was there any other rumblings online? Any were you on the boards? Were you on like the the AOF boards anywhere online? Did you see anything? 
I, I saw the odd post of people like speculating or saying, I know a guy who knows a guy type thing. But as we've already covered, I live dangerously close to the, the, the Dynalone store and just sort of their general sort of HQ, I guess. And they jammed out this record, if I'm not mistaken, directly across the street or in one of the warehouses around there. And then they mm-hmm. went to, to Dynalone to like hang and stuff. So I always just hoped or imagined that there was an Alexis fan like out for a run during the height of the pandemic and you just see like, you know, like George like opening the door for Dallas or like bringing a guitar through the front door of one of those places and someone just being like, holy shit. That's personally what I hope. I hope it was something as as innocuous as that. Something makes me think that there was actually connections to this because they recorded this album like in lockdown, but also like in a bubble, it seems like. Like yeah. not to not to not to throw back too much to to the COVID era, but like they was it a week that they sort of hold themselves up in here? So it felt like they were, you know, no pun intended, you know, keeping sort of like a, a tight lid on this. So I'm, it's odd that it got out, but it is also Ontario, so people are just gonna start talking, you know. Yeah, we all know each other up here in Canada. It's true, even though we're like, oh yeah, we don't know. That's just a stereotype. No, it's it's true, <laughs> but. I know you don't want to bring up COVID, but I think COVID's actually like a very important thing uh, here. Oh, very like, much so. Like when we were inside watching Tiger King and making sourdough, like these guys came together to record an album and, and write music, right? Like, as you said, they were at the, the Dine Alone store and we're, we're going to talk about Dine Alone. Yeah. I know we say this in every episode that we're going to talk about certain things, but <laughs> we actually are going to talk about Dine Alone and the cool headquarters that you have to check out. But they almost, um, I think it was Wade, right? Wade called the guys up and said, hey, let's let's jam. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how it always starts. Hey, hey, do you want to jam? Do you want to do a couple covers? Whatever. Um, yeah, ask the guys if they wanted to jam. And then they ended up going into the warehouse to or this area and, and dine alone to, to write music. Um, and in there, I think just because it was COVID, it was the whole world shut down. They were also doing this during a, a snowstorm as well too, um, which makes things even more interesting. But I think they were kind of like, they boxed themselves in and they had a place to kind of like live and record kind of like how other bands have, have done in the past. Right. Mm. So when they were in lockdown, they just, you know, started jamming. And, you know, I think the writing process and Marty, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but usually what happens is like Dallas brings like a couple riffs and lyrics and Wade brings in some lyrics. Um, And I think they were doing that plus grabbing stuff from, as I like to call the Alexis on fire vault (laughs) as well too, grabbing some like old riffs and seeing what they can make with them now. But while they're in like that recording process or writing process, you have to keep in mind too that they have each had, you know, brought in so many different things and have soaked up so much knowledge and art and everything over the course of, you know, so many years. The the um, the interviews that they did around this album like really sort of paint and help sort of color in this this entire concept because this. This is this is like a it's an it's a perfect combination of how they can work together and also how this album and it, I know we'll get into what it sounds like in a bit but like it ended up really becoming something like extra special for a band to put something like this out 
this late. But going back to it, as you mentioned, Harrison, um, <laughs> the key of Alexis seems to be, well, I mean, we can say this, and I know the band has said this as much too in the past, like getting out of each other's way or mm-hmm. like trying to work collectively in a group um, well. And, you know, that's definitely a sour topic when you talk about Alexis because that, you know, like that definitely seemed to be straining on the band when they broke up. But Mm -hmm. this is like a, honestly, Harrison, this is a beautiful album just for that sake because of all of the different elements that we get in it, right? We get George with the like, um, that new sort of singing voice that he, spoiler alert, in one of these uh, interviews he did with uh, 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 around the, the, the band actually like putting this album out just said I could do that the whole time assholes just nobody asked which I was like true you, you know just you should have just asked them to sing normally <laughs> or um, you know the the lyrics about sobriety and about um, the, the the things that Chris Steele went through like that stuff is so sick because of stuff that again completely uncharted territory and they seem another another great thing is that they seem so incredibly stoked by it like yeah. there's there is th- this is an album that you can just see unequivocally live and you know in interviews and frankly in the recording of it too that they're just like unbelievably stoked they could even make this and that's and that's exactly it like obviously they came in like in a, in such a good headspace they all came in with with so much confidence and and so much love for one another as well too and i think during that whole writing and recording process that that really came out and and we hear it in in the album like you perfectly said it and again as you said they have brought in so many different tools and elements um to and items from all over their travels all over their new listening habits whatever to create something very new and something different uh not only for them but for also us the fans of the band this this album couldn't sound like this if wade wasn't doing movies and shit or video games like yeah i think that you you it obviously the two of us have been listening to this album nonstop the last couple weeks getting stoked for this but you know, you listen to it once, you're like, oh yeah, it seems sort of like spacey or whatever, or like a little atmospheric. But the second you try to take in each song and how they, it all has, you know, very clearly, very like thought after and very meticulous like sonics to it. Like mm-hmm. we really don't get that in any Alexis album. And now, I don't know, our, a quick aside, Harrison, are you listening to Alexis more or less now? Oh, always more. Okay, sweet. Always okay, more. cool. Because yeah. now, because now when I now when I listen to like an, another Alexis on Fire song, like yeah. Boiled Frogs, for example, you don't like you don't get that, and you realize that wasn't capable. Like they weren't capable of it. So there's 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 that element where like this this thing you you can, it is so easy to understand, and maybe this is the 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 beauty of this album. Like it is so easy to understand if you have a whiff of knowledge about this band, how they got here. And you get to like feel it and actually be along, like along with them for the ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think as well, too, like we get to, you know, experience all these different, different tones, different, different levels, different components that we never actually experienced with, you know, past Alexis on Fire. Like I said, these guys have, have 
grown up they've matured in so many different ways not saying that they were immature anything like that before but it comes with with time right and and i think it it produced a a beautiful beautiful album what was your first impression when you listen to this on hold on i'm just gonna guess i think it was june 24th 2022 when it was released yeah yeah june get it 24th right? 2022 you got it right sick yeah, nice, nice. Well, yeah, you did your homework. You did your homework. What was your first impression on that Friday morning listening to this? So I I love listening to music on Friday mornings. It's one of my my rituals because I don't have any meetings on Fridays. And I just grab a coffee and I go to, you know, Apple Music and I just listen to everything that's new. But obviously this was the number the number one on the list. And at first I was caught off guard. And I was like, wow, this is like, I hear Alexis in this, but this is like not the exact same band that, that I left off with back in, you know, the old Crows Young Cardinals days. Like this is, this is something new here. And, you know, going through, like, it takes me a couple of listens personally to actually like, like to dive into it and digest it and and whatever word you want to use. But like just hearing all like the the new experimentation with Alexis it really like I was like I was I was flabbergasted you could say I was I was shocked I was like oh I was not expecting it to sound like this at all I was actually you know expecting um not like another like watch out but more kind of like like another crisis almost Mm. and and maybe that's silly of me to think and can I really call myself a fan if I thought they were going <laughs> to release another crisis? But, <laughs> but no, I thought it was going to be, you know, very like similar kind of like post hardcore vibe, but you know, it's, it's completely, you could argue it's the complete opposite. Like there's yeah. some definitely, definitely some elements of post post hardcore that you can hear. And definitely some of the older Alexis you can hear in some of the songs. And we'll talk about when we go through like each one, but it wasn't, it wasn't what I expected at all and that's not a bad thing i was like pleasantly surprised all right i'll okay i listened to this the first time on the on the friday um my girlfriend kara who listens to all of these episodes even though she's not an alexis fan so that's cool appreciate that afterwards she's gonna be a fan yeah she's already she's she's down with bold frogs i was like okay sick okay nice, sick. Nice, nice. um i remember just like listening to it we were we had the day off we were going somewhere and i was just like I just finished the album with my headphones on, just like we're, we're packing or something. And I just like, like, just like sort of like, st- like stood up for a second and just was like looking into the wall. <laughs> and I remember she's like, what's up? And I just said, like, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I like it. And then she's like, what? And I just kept like, with like no first reference, just, I don't even think I told her that there was like a new album going on. I was like, I'm not, it's like, I don't, I was like, I don't know. Does this work? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. and then she's like, what is it? I was like, oh, sorry. I was like, Alexis on fire putting an album today, and I just listened to it in full. I to be honest, the first time I listened to it, I was like, maybe same as you, but maybe slightly worse. Like maybe I was like a little miffed, but I also understood. I knew at the time. I'm like, okay. Obviously, from from the second Sweet Dreams was released, that was also a similar, a better reaction because I was like, okay, this makes total sense that they're just kind of gonna do like post-hardcore dad rock this is sick right yeah like unreal but maybe it's taken it's taken me maybe a longer than i thought to kind of come around to it but it also like you know there's a lot of things to actually appreciate about it 
and mm-hmm. to to like to dive into i would say and and that has really helped and you know there's the there's always going to be the different dynamics when you try to consider try when you're listening to alexis and you're a fan and you know that you're you're balancing all of these different things while you're just listening to it but there are just like some really really crucial high points in this album and that's really for me what what brings it home but yeah first time i listened to it i was like i don't know is this good i was like i don't, I don't know and i think they i think they set us up for it to for us to think that it was going to be another post hardcore yeah totally kind of 100% cuz cuz you know they released sweet dreams of otherness which was their first uh the first single release back in i think it was march right and then and then it was reverse the curse. Yeah, we also we also got Saint Soleil, which at the time I was so stoked into that one, but I was kind of like, this kind of feels like maybe, and they talked about this in the interviews around this episode and how all these things kind of got washed away. But it's like, oh, this kind of sounds like a Dallas song or something or whatever. And then obviously we learned that the way wrote it or whatever. Where yeah, I don't know. It it it. I guess I guess sonically between those two songs and then yeah, plus Saint Soleil, it really is different. It's sonically different, and and I think it was needed as well too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. This band, like this band, has a. All right, I'm not. I don't mean to be a dick because I'm. I'm. I don't actually. I don't actually mean this, but I'm just sort of speaking, just maybe as like someone, like as like Alexis on fire's like worst critic. Like this, this release now putting this out means that this band like has a future to produce more music. Because, you know, without this album, like, I didn't even really think this was even possible. And I didn't even think, to be honest, like, I'm one of these guys where I don't even really want bands to put out new albums or, or like, or change if they're, you know, if like, you know, there's a certain part of your fandom where you're like, well, I don't, you know, would I like to have another album? Yeah, like Jawbreakers, for example, we brought, we brought that band up a couple of times. Do I want another album? Probably not. Like, because, you know, this is like, there's, there's a certain thing that's sort of stuck in time that is maybe good for everybody but like the way that this album sounds the way they've approached it the way that everybody honestly seems stoked on it and everyone seems happy with it like this this is the thing that's going to like allow us to have this band for a lot longer than 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 maybe we thought and honestly that's so beautiful man like it's crazy when you think about what this band, what this album did to like breathe life into this band when we didn't even really think that it was in, you know, like we didn't really think much of it. Obviously they're doing tours and stuff, but like, you know, I think in one of these interviews, Wade said like the, what had one of these breakthroughs, breakthroughs, I think maybe it was when, um, when George was singing that way on, on blue spade or something. It was like, Oh, we can do anything now. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, hundred percent. That's how we should be celebrating like artists like this who have had an opportunity to make music for this long, like now is your chance to do everything. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's very well said. And I think George was saying, you know, back in the day, right? Like they didn't think that they could do this. Mm-hmm. Like they felt like they had to put themselves in this box and label themselves as, you know, post hardcore punk band, whatever. Right. And not kind of go outside their comfort zone. But now they have, you know, the keys to the world, basically. They can go anywhere. They can do anything. If they want to go and, you know, become more progressive or more psychedelic or, you know, bring in so many different other genres and, you know, instruments, whatever, they they can do it. They're not, it's, it's totally possible. And I think we're going to jump back 
to the future of Alexis in this episode. But first, I kind of want to dive in, um, dive in and talk about uh, the songs one by one. Because I think then we're going to talk about you know what what's to come possibly. Yeah, let's do it. I'm curious. I'm curious what you're going to say about that. Okay, let's do it. But okay, so album comes in, CD comes in, or you're streaming it. First track, committed to the con, right off the bat. Right off the bat, and. I think it's a great a great song to start off an album. We got uh, <laughs> uh hey kids get the fuck off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, that's that is a great way to that is a great way to to what was it? 13 years since Old Crow's Young Cardinals, I think it was. And here what and here I way- am tossing headphones in going to no frills just in the protocol and hit play and I'm like hell yeah. Let's go. You, you know what? I relate to that lyric more now than I would have back in like 2011 <laughs> know, right? if they were to re- release that. But no, the that is a great, great line to start off. And then the chugging intro too with the riff, the very... It's like you're just, you're building the anticipation. It's like the buildup of the fact that this band has just released something new in such a long time or like an album, I should say, in, in a long time. And they also, you know, the, the fact that there's the three three... Uh, vocals on this as well like all sort of having their their moment you know that's a that's a hallmark of this band too just to to include that off the hop but yeah no i i definitely like this one quite a lot and it seemed like it was one of the first songs actually recorded for this if i'm not mistaken yeah. um mistaken information oh sorry that's that's a something else <laughs> yeah the <laughs> yeah the uh it seemed like that riff had been around for a while yeah uh, very very solid open song very solid yeah very solid also shout out to rap beard um right before they come back in for that final chorus he just does like four like young cardinal drum fills <laughs> yeah, i know right he's like I'll, I'll just do this again everyone's like that's cool yeah, yeah you're good yeah, i'm cool with it and then come into the con right like the con is conservative conservatism right mm-hmm. so this is this is a pretty punk pretty punk song lots lots of political bits we'll get into this for sure in into yeah. this album yeah for sure um number two sweet dreams of otherness Coming in, and we like we said, this was the first single off the album. So again, I was defining the album kind of off this song, which again sounds kind of like a foolish mistake after listening to so much music in my life. But <laughs> this was the second track, and again, it's it's also a, a kind of a punk anthem too, in a way. We'll we'll get into like I think I think otherness and Sansolay are on our like list of songs that we want to do dedicated episodes on because we think they're yeah. sort of important and special. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like in terms of back to back having two um, sort of important lyrical notes. And it was really cool that they released this song first in retrospect. I don't think there was any choice, but like the fact that this was written that way and the way that it sounds, like how that chorus just comes in and like like there are no chord changes in the chorus like it just is like just plays that same note over and over again but it's just like a full jam yeah it honestly rocks man it it's rocks so hard it's one of definitely like one of my favorite alexa songs is it now yeah, yeah. oh 100 100 percent. love it love it the uh yeah and then we talked to we kind of talked about it last last episode but the otherness like the idea of otherness can be like interpreted in so many different ways right but I guess to them, it was, you know, kind of, you know, being weird and finding other people that are that are like you, that are kind of in this, you know, same same mindset of you. 
or as you. Mm -hmm. And that's it's yeah, it's like it's also important that they that they named it named this otherness, you know, years and years after that after that last record where it's like they're just like yeah, we're otherness, of course we're weird, but it's like, you know, maybe it wasn't cool to say you were weird back then. Maybe it yeah. was. I can't remember. I don't know. I was never cool. So So yeah, I guess you you never had to say you know you never had to tell anybody. Like exactly. are you cool or not? You're like I'm I'm not. I think it's okay. And I think I think that's funny too, is that like the guys in Alexis, they're just like, Yeah, we're we're not cool. We're a bunch of weirdos. Like we're we're crazy. Like even though we think they're they're super cool and I do think they're pretty cool. Okay, but, who's who's the top three coolest in the band? Coolest? You go first. <sighs> oh god. But then I'm gonna feel bad for the other two that No, you don't cool. you don't have to say who you don't have to say who's who's fourth or fifth. You can just Yep. Alright, give okay. give me a top two. Give me a top two then. Okay. Just try to be uh, nice. Okay. Wade, Wade, I think Wade's really cool. Yeah. Wade is probably He's, number one, sadly. Yeah, sadly. sadly. The uh I don't know. Steel's pretty cool too. <sighs> yeah, I, th- <sighs> I don't know. Dallas has got his own vibe though, and you know, you know, George, George is George, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lock in for coolness. I'm gonna lock in Steel and and George. Nice. Why, why'd you pick George? Not saying that George isn't cool. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's odd. Um, just growing your hair out. That's sick. Um, yeah, that is cool. Just seems so incredibly chill. And so, like, yeah. nice. Just like a great. Just seems like a great guy. Yeah. You know, that's all. It's and it's, let me guess. You're gonna pick Wade. Fine. <laughs> Fine. No, I'm just kidding. Wait, like Wade. Like Wade is probably like the consensus number one. But I don't know. Yeah. The uh, there was an interview where they were saying that uh, there it was Dallas. He was driving back to his place with with Matt Kelly the unofficial sixth member of Lex on Fire. And he was asking about like the recording process and everything. And he, I think he said that all of you guys are lunatics, except for, except for Ratbeard. He seems normal. So I think that checks out. If you're not, if you're normal, I guess you're not cool, but. So, do, oh, so do you, okay. Okay. No, okay. Never mind. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Rap, but rap I, I think they're all, I think they're all really fucking sick in their own way. So. True. All right. No, no I, more bullying. We don't have to bully yeah. anymore. And you know what? Who am I to say who's cool and who's not? So, <laughs> yeah, you really, really sold yourself short right away. So. I know. I know. Um, back on track here. No pun intended. San Soleil. Um, oh. I love this song so much. Oh. All right. Uh, we're. This, we're, is, we're this not, is tough, man. I'd like the track by track is tough just because I want to talk about this song so much. Yeah, and but and, we need. And, we both need to hold off. I was going to say, don't, don't go too far in this one. Just give me like a TLDR, you know, maybe like a couple, couple things that you like. The, 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 give me, give me three things. Okay. Three things I really like about the song. One, uh, I like that, um, (laughs) to do a callback to a previous episode. I like how they can play it on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's good the, the cut that they do it's nice uh yeah they just they shorten it out i think they take out like one of the like one of the sort of solo bits um I, the riff you know the riff and also the fact that wade wrote it and handed it off to dallas i love that or like at least sort of conceptualized it and then and then let sort of dallas sing it uh, his quote was ridiculous he was like well when you have dallas's voice in your band 
you're a moron if you don't let him sing. You're like, true. <laughs> like to sing to sing like a like a, a song like that. You're like, yeah, good point. Yeah, that's that's good. Okay, uh, three things you like about it. Yeah, uh, before I jump into my three things, I want to talk about uh, how Wade gave it to Dallas. I remember them saying too that you know back in the day they wouldn't do that. Like if they wrote the song or you know they come up their part, they'd be like, oh no, that's mine, and I'm gonna do it. But now they're like very like, oh, this would be better if you know George sang here, or this would be better if if you know if Wade picked this up instead. So I really liked how you know during this process and this making of the album they would just you know trade riffs or parts or or vocal parts or whatever i um, cannot listen to, to any song off this album i don't think anyone listening to this should not just immediately think about that dynamic and how like yeah. you know doing things in a group is extremely difficult for a long period of time like to do it for yeah, a long period very. of time like you know everyone experiences that almost every single day of your life and like to be able to listen to something that is so clearly like and very explicitly from them like defined as a good experience of that is like you know something everyone folks we should try to replicate that as much as we can i'm being earnest like it is like it is actually very like it's very touching in that way yeah sorry three yes, things so you like sorry three things you like yeah three things i like <clears throat> no i think that i think that was very lovely and i think you're you're making the world a better place by saying things like that marty uh for me it is it gives me a very post rock, very kind of like shoegazy vibe, which I which I enjoy. Um, I think George comes like George barely screams in this song, but when he does, he comes in that like the climax, and it's and it's amazing. Yeah, true. That's a nice part. That's a nice part. And then the harmonies. I just think the harmonies with everyone oh, I is, know. is so the, good. Man, like oh, I just I like how this song is. It's mixed in a way that you can like catch those like the different harmonies and like different like you know how they're almost like like they're almost like competing with each other for like the melody at times i'm mm-hmm. not an expert but yeah i already said i'm not an expert by mixing on this podcast i keep doing that <laughs> no it's like yeah there's there because there's it's an it's an odd experience to listen to a song and have multiple things get stuck in your your head you know that's yeah. that's special yeah yeah okay we won't go anymore because yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we, we, we want to talk more in depth about this one um conditional love coming in on track number four folks we love a rocker we love a rocker. This one is like this, this is a ri- this is a ripper. We get the uh, <laughs> uh, this is the this is the one that you chant back with, or like yeah. you chant back at the band at the show, and like you start like yelling the lyrics at them and start pointing at them, and you're like, why am I being so like aggressive to these people? Like, they- <laughs> is that is that Dallas's voice on the like I want to spill some blood? Like that part is sick little woohoos like just vocally so off the rails maybe this maybe this is like a good sort of summary of the album just because it seems like it seems like it's about to fall apart and it it almost sounds like how the different instruments are like working together it's like it's almost not going to work and then every time it just like does and it's it's funny you say that because like i thought this was more of like the nostalgic sounding song yeah, true. It, yeah, kind like, of is. It kind I of thought is. like this one reminded me of like a little bit more older Lexus on Fire. Like if you, if the like the three singles were Sweet Dreams of Otherness, Reverse the Curse, and Conditional Love, I'm like, okay, I know what I'm getting here. Mm-hmm. But, but, but I think it does actually. Though as you brought it up, I do think it does define the album pretty well. And this, yeah, I guess this is like another heavy George song too. Yeah. 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 Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah, it's a ripper. Oh, big time. When I saw that, when someone described it as a ripper, I'm like, yeah, this is a ripper. 
Uh, next is is Blue Spade, and I if I'm a guessing man, which which I am, uh, I'm guessing that this is the band's favorite song off the album. Yes, yeah, like a hundred percent. It it also seems to be the song that fans have connected with the most, mm-hmm. like just sort of anecdotally and and picking up on on any of their performances live and stuff and in what people kind of want to hear. So this song was um, lyrics written by Steel. Um, and, you know, they're they're dark, they're deep, but it's like a beautiful song. This was also, as we mentioned in the studio, when George just started singing that way, that just sort of like low kind of, um, I'm not sure what you want to exactly call that type of like singing delivery, but it's like kind of haunting. Yeah. And like very, man, very haunting, very baritone, low style voice, yeah. And the fact there was an original part of this uh, original demo of the song with the screaming, it's like, man, this song is like incredible with that in, like, and especially like just the way that it kind of just can drop in and just feel yeah. like it just feels nice. And again, yeah. up until I guess this part of the record, we just did not hear this type of capability from this band at all. No, and they were they were amped that that Steel wrote this song. Oh, I know. Like oh, the man. fact that like he started contributing lyrics. Like I'll listen to like interviews of them and read read things online as as all fans do, and they are pumping Steel up here, and it's great. It, it actually brings a smile to my face, just like how proud they are that that uh, he brought lyrics. But again, this kind of goes back to what we were saying: is like now now they have you know Steel. To come in with some songs, which they didn't previously have before. So there, there we go. We have like a new, a new tool in the toolkit, right? And folks, maybe they should have went to him earlier for lyrics because these are <laughs> sick. Okay, right? Like, is this what Grace is? Like, is nuts. I know that they were talking about sort of having emotional moments when this song is played, but like, yeah, the way the that that pre-chorus comes in, man, like yeah. it's honestly beautiful. Yeah, and. Yeah, this song just takes you for a full journey. And the guitar solo on it's solid too. Um, and then like some parts, it's very kind of heavy, kind of grungy. Like you can definitely hear some of the influences of, of Alexis on fire and like like more like the grungy stoner stuff uh, that they listened to growing up. But and, and this is my favorite part, which is the segue to the next song is... It ends in that a cappella, mm-hmm. and then it goes right into Dark Night of the Soul, which starts <laughs> off in a cappella. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> uh, Dark Night of the Soul is like, oh man, I know we've already talked about this one, but we've it's talked funny, about after this one, after yeah. that was in the like the sneaky bangers thing. I listened to it a bunch of times, and it's like, obviously, I knew it was about just doing drugs. So I was like, "This is." You know, when when you when you know it's about drugs, then you hear how that acapella comes in at the start. You're like, "This rocks! Like, oh. this feels good." Yeah, we're good. Yeah, and just that that bridge where it goes into that little beat, and then you have like the dueling synthesizer and guitar solos. I'm like, "This is a jam! Like, this is very spacey. This is like I could see myself like at a Grateful Dead kind of show, just." just jamming out to this and being like lost in the music it, lost in the music man it's 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 the most grateful dead song on the album which i know you like because you're yeah. sick like that i am a, i'm a sick sick freak like that i'm a, i'm a deadhead like that but it's also the song that has like maybe 
I don't think it's the quickest song BPM wise, but it has that like moment at the start where Rapbeard's obviously like hitting the snare, like you know, and like adding a like a lot more pace to it. Where otherwise it just feels like it's like the album is a lot of that kind of like not quite mid tempo, but like in that nice pocket. But this mm-hmm. definitely feels like it's the one that has the most like giddy up, you know. And yeah, and it's obviously great that it sounds like both because that's you know, I reading between the lines with this band i'm sure that they're like we don't want this to be like a gross dad we like you know if it, if it ever got that far you wouldn't want it to sound too much like one and not the other you know yeah. and it yeah. definitely does not i liked how george described it as going full goblin <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what george is the coolest member i'm i'm, I'm changing my mind i agree we got him I'm we go- convinced harrison we did it yeah I went full goblin there. Um, <laughs> goblin mode for sure. Goblin mode. Uh, Mistaken information is is the next track, and I was reading about this one, and uh, they George thought it was more of a city and color track, I believe. Yeah, and it seemed like Dallas maybe needed convincing to to make this one an Alexis song, and yeah, for like for some reason it works, but I think that they also maybe had that same impression where um uh that he brought this song and they were sort of like looking at it and trying to figure it out um i think this was one of the songs where they all cried um and this was the one where i think also that when they sort of jammed it out for the first time dallas said like we're definitely doing a record because they had four songs that written and this was sort of like the fifth one and it was like oh no this is like they had probably stumbled across a different plane and you can hear that right like you know that it is yeah this is uh this is again this is a very experimental the very kind of the neo psychedelia kind of sound to it as well too right uh-huh. i i love that we're we're going track by track like this because when you're listening to this you're gonna be like damn i need to hear all these tunes after like it makes you so stoked to hear man right okay sick right. i gotta be doing that right after obviously <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna you know put it on the old turntable or you're going to sit in your car and listen to it on a CD. But I'm going to drive around for a bit. Yeah. Uh, next up is Survivor's Guilt. Uh, so on track number eight, Survivor's Guilt. Are we allowed to Are we allowed to say that we have low points on this album? Yeah, why not? I think I would, uh, again, just based off of streams, I think this is their least stream song. Oh, is it really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely like... I, it definitely has like um, it's funny that if they do something that sounds a little bit more like old Alexis, it almost doesn't translate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like now that the album's been out for a year and a bit, like you can tell, Blue Spade, San Soleil, Sweet Dreams, like are kind of like the ones that like are gonna be hitting and committed to the contour maybe a little bit. But like, yeah, this one is almost like yeah, diving a little bit too much into it. The synth bit at the part at the start is good, you know, but it's also like a little like, where am I? It feels like a little disorienting, yeah. but you know, like they all can't be winners. And like the no, no, no's, like I know, I know what they're kind of go for, but I don't yeah. know. I'm not, it's it's not it's not up there for me. Maybe that was the yeah. moment where I was staring at the wall, being like, is this album for me? You know? Well, yeah, specifically when they said no, no, no. That's when uh, that's when you're like, <laughs> no, not for me. No. The uh, what, what what do you have to say about Survivor's Guild? You know what? It's not my personal favorite either. Um, I actually do like the the synthiness at the beginning of it. Um, I don't think it 
it adds much to the total song, but I think it adds to the album as a whole. Yeah, true. And Marie and like those synthesizers and you know the the organs and 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 kind of like the the overall like phasey flangey kind of noise that comes with uh, that comes with the record. But uh, yeah, it is. It reminds me of like older Alexis. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just not my favorite. It's not a bad song. It's it's just not my favorite. Um, then we jump into your one of your favorites, <laughs> what, your sneaky banger, yeah. "Reverse the Curse," which we talked about. Um, I love the guitar solos in these in the song. I know, man. It just yeah. like this, this is this is okay. This is just such a stinky bit. Like, of course you would like this because this is this is maybe like the the the. <laughs> Well, you know, like how like the the opening riff is almost like you can tell it's almost like missing a note. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like hell yeah, but very good and obviously something that they had been working on for a bit. And I don't know. I know we talked about that a, lot, uh, a couple episodes ago, but it really does like it. It bridges a gap, man. This this yeah. this song is really showing, and this, I'd assume this would be one of the four couple songs that they wrote, um, uh, like at the start of the album. But like I'm telling you, man, like this this makes sense, dude. Yeah. This is this is the pit song. Like if we see oh, them yeah, live again and and we get pit tickets, I'm I'm going off. To well, this, like I told to like song. I told you, they won't play this song live apparently because no. no. nobody liked it. But folks, send 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 them all DMs. Uh, yeah, telling them to play this song, and if enough people do it, maybe yeah. they will. Justice for the curse. <laughs> where's my yeah. R, Where's my RTC army? Let's go. Right. <laughs> oh God, we don't want to get that going. Um, <laughs> And then finally, no, I think the end goal of the podcast will be to get large throngs of people to start harassing other people. Throngs, throngs. That's a word. That's a word. Yeah. To get just to get just to like have an army to harass other people. That would be like my personal goal of the podcast at this point. Love it. Love it. My goal is just to have fun. But you know what? Yours is is way better. Um, Okay. And finally, the 10th track and clocking in at a total eight minutes. 16 seconds, world stops turning. Yeah, I mean, that's like, I want to know how this song came to be, like, across the board. It's it's, it's like nothing else, right? It's like nothing I, else on the album, nor anything else in the catalog. Dare I say it is the new magnum opus? Like, does it replace oh. Happiness by the Kilowatt? I, I know they played that in Toronto, but I don't think it does, man. No? I, I don't know. I it's this it is cool epic. it is, is epic. epic it is epic okay harrison you go first what do you got yeah. this is to me that reminds me of um for all the the dad rocker fans out there this is a very you know shine on your crazy uh, shine on you crazy diamond by pink floyd kind of vibes True. you know it's very epic kind of goes back to uh you know that progressive kind of vibe as well too and yeah there's just there's just, uh, you know, you can expand this out even longer, right? Like this, yeah, yeah, it clocks in eight minutes. You could, you know, ride this this gravy train for like 12 minutes if you wanted to. It's the longest but, song in the catalog. Yeah. Um, which it's is a jam. Noting. It is a jam. Yeah, the, the, I do really like the guitar work on it. It's, it is like, it's, it's big, but it's big in a really neat way, you know, in a way that the band really couldn't do something like this before. And it's the last song off off the album, and I think it's actually a great way to wrap up the album. Yeah, it is. It's true. I think it starts strong and it ends really strong. 
as well. And it's a very digestible album. It's only 50 minutes. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, 10, 10 songs. Yeah. Keep it. Keep everything to 10 songs. We don't need anything longer than that. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Folks, the only, the only issue I have about World Stop Turning is a little bit about COVID, I think. I think it's a little bit about COVID. Lyrics yeah. written March 2020. And that's just like that was that's old news. This this album is kind of crazy that it doesn't have a lot of references to that, eh? Like mm-hmm. like when songs are coming out of like after COVID, it was obviously like it was hard not to have like everything be colored by it, yeah. you know? And obviously lyrically predominantly, but this song like is it's crazy that it was made in a I would have never thought this was made in like a bubble environment. Like it doesn't sound that way at all. Like it sounds like Sounds like very like meticulously picked over and you know in 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 a good way and also yeah. lyrically there's there's it's 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 timeless timeless album yeah. never stop moving forward that's what that's what I got from world stops turning beautiful never stop moving forward love it um, one thing I want to talk about this album as well too they they said they they kept it with the family with this one so obviously they it was on Dine Alone um, they did it all in the Dine Alone. Uh, warehouse or where the store is and everything like that, like the little jam space that they have there. And obviously they went across the street and, and, and recorded it as well too. Um, and they brought in people that they've worked with in the past. Like, like we said, uh, you know, Matt Kelly came in and he did a lot of the, like he did some slide guitar, I believe did some, some Hammond organs, some synthesizers. Um, but my favorite is they brought in Jonah Falco um, to yeah. mix it. And he is the guitarist for Fucked Up, which is, I think, Fucked Up's one of the, one of, if not the best Canadian punk band. They are so, so good. I think, yeah, but best, best is, is, is certainly there. The, you, you can, you know, it, without how this album sort of like feels, you know, without that touch from someone, like if obviously like, of the like one of the creative minds of fucked up like mm-hmm. it's really not the same without that either you know yeah. how there are parts of this album that sound like so drowning but in like a in like the nicest way at the nicest time mm-hmm. like man yeah you're 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 bang on that that would not be yeah that, that that's that's the mvp of the album maybe for sure and they produce the whole thing themselves and i think that's also i think something to keep in mind too right mm-hmm. is that like they didn't they weren't tied to, you know, a label where they had to put out an album, right? Like they yeah. could take their time if they wanted to have fun with it. They didn't have to, you know, deal with people and be like, you know what? We don't like this. Go back and scrap it and, and you know, rewrite something new, right? Like they could just do this at their own pace, at their own at their own leisure and, and you know, have fun with it, right? And and do something that they wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I mean, it, it like it, 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 just to maybe put a cap on this whole sort of album experience, I guess, or, or, or what, how this sort of fits in the catalog is that it like, it really feels that way. You know, it, 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 it's not, it's of course, if you listen to this without context, I don't know if you want to get into the negative, negative reviews of, of people putting this album out uh, of people putting reviews out for this album, but like, you know, it, it, you, if you really think critically for a second and you listen to some of these songs and you you understand the different elements at play, like it is beautiful that they can make something like this. It's super rare for a band that's been around for this long to actually do something cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's ridiculous, but it also it obviously obviously 
makes sense for the same reason we were talking about how difficult it is to work in a group yada 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 right like it like this is such a unicorn it is so rare and it needs to be cherished yeah for sure yeah the uh on reddit as much as we like to promote on reddit i just we did see some some negative reviews at the at the beginning as well too and it, again it was just kind of comparing it to to you know i want the older stuff right losers you're done who said that who said that let's call them out by username <laughs> yeah exactly i think but i don't know man like We'll we'll send the the hashtag RTR gang after them. <laughs> RTC. Oh, sorry, the RTC. Curse. Yes, yeah, exactly. reverse the curse. Oh yeah. man, I can't. You know, I know we'll make it as a podcast when someone tosses like a Instagram comment that says hashtag uh, uh, RTC army. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, I mean, okay, I I get it. I get that people would want that, but there's something that again, like if you are we haven't even really talked about, I guess the genre that they sit in, right? Like yeah. whatever post hardcore is, whatever that tag is like, man, this is, this is like this. You can tell this is a shifting, like a, like a, like a shifting genre type record where if you put it, like if you, you try to do anything else, it's not going to sound that way. And it's also, it's also guiding this type of music to like, perhaps, its most rightful endpoint mm-hmm. when you consider the age of the people that are in it, what they're like, what they're exposed to. Like, this is such a logical step, and you know, not in a not in a superficial sort of like musician just says, "Oh, I want to make a record like this, or whatever." But like, clearly, they weren't really thinking too much. They just went ahead and did it, and it like that is what's that is what's like worth giving this album a high rating yeah like one of my favorite things that alexis did was on spotify even if you're not a spotify user you can check this out is they have inspirations for all their albums and like stuff that they were listening to and you know we know like during the process like before otherness you know wade's listened to a lot of you know grateful dead funkadelic birds you know dallas you know he's listening to you know Day, janet jackson he's always going back to allison chains um, or whatever. But if you look at the inspirations for otherness, you know, you see names like Miles Davis and, yeah. you know, Napalm Death and Deftones and Godspeed <laughs> You Black Emperor and yeah. Sons of Kemet and Fu Manchu and Black Mountain, like the Big Thief, the, le- the, the list goes on, people. And big like, Thief those, is on that list? Big Thief's on really? the list. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. my God, that is yeah. so funny. Yeah, that's uh, one band uh, oh, Christian I and I both both can listen to that's the one that uh that, that we fits. enjoy yeah do you do you like the new song or whatever that new hit is that they've got the oh what's that oh, okay now I'm, people can people can oh was it a va- vampire empire or whatever yes yeah 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 Yeah, i like it you so, yeah of course yeah. i saw some some of their speaking of crazy fans some of them were like mad that apparently this is a song they played live for a while and they haven't like put it to tape and then yeah. fans are like upset with how <laughs> how like um live performances plus like a couple or maybe one tv performance how it was different than that and then they had to like put out a statement like addressing those fans and they're basically like you know when we record an album since we're such a dynamic live band which obviously they've got like you know they have so much so many different things going into like how all these songs sound like you know sometimes we're just gonna have recording it a little bit differently it's like did you need to put out that statement like did, like, did you need to, like, you know, like, defend yourself? That's amazing. I actually haven't listened to this um, inspired by uh, 
thing. I need to. I need to listen to this playlist. Yeah, check it out. It's uh, it's got everything on there. You know, it's got like some jazz. You know, indie folk. Soundgarden is post interesting. Rock here. Soundgarden. Yeah. yeah, Jesse Reyes. You know, yeah. like Pink Floyd. There you go. I was talking about Floyd as well too. Did I peek a little bit? Yeah, but it did actually remind me of uh, <laughs> the song. But you know, and the, but that's the thing, right? Like they're they're at a different place in their lives, and. With that, you know, you have different tastes and you can hear it in the music. You Like, you know, and to go back to this big thief thing, like you don't even, you, don't, you almost don't even need to explain it. Like, no. like you just don't in in a way that, you know, not to, you know, if you're, if you're not trying to be like pedantic or anything, but like, it, you know, if, if you listen, if you like listen to 30 seconds of Doom's Children, like by accident and you're like, oh, who's that guy? Like you would understand but you know it i don't know I, I i'm not not here for the negative reviews but this this album on the whole like isn't its metacritic review like 95 or something ridiculous i know it wasn't it's, reviewed much but yeah it's it got good reviews from the people who did review it like it was it was well well perceived for sure well received sorry so how do you how do you sort of think this album fits into their entire discography cuz the the irony of the discussion that we just had Harrison is that it seems to be like so separate like we're not we're not comparing it to anything else obviously time has a big thing to do with it but how do you how do you sort of square where this album sits with um you know self-titled watch out crisis and old crows i don't know if i could rank them just yet with otherness in there but i will say i think otherness is going to be like Denim, wine, fry, and my leather boots. It's gonna age so fucking well. And I think it I think it will be at one point their their best their best release. I think I guarantee it. Unless unless they top it. Unless they top it and come out with something new. But what about you? What are you are you thinking the same? Are you No, well well said. I think I think it's the same too. Yeah. And it's it's going to age well for different reasons and it's going to reach a new audience but it's going to be it's going to be looked back very fondly on i think you know because mm-hmm. you know it's it's funny how like self-titled seems to be almost like a like a blind spot for people our age or like you know obviously it's for people that are maybe a little bit a little bit older where it's like this is going to be this is going to have like maybe that effect but just you know moving forward in time it it yeah. it definitely is going to be something that an album that I'm gonna end up visiting a lot, you know, yeah. like a lot on its own. And I think a lot of people are tied to nostalgia. That that's that's just the thing, right? Like, why do you think Blink One Eighty Two and Paramore have done so well recently and sold out countless shows? Blink does not deserve any of this. They do not. <laughs> they do not deserve it. But they're getting I, it. Yeah, they're getting it. And like that's that's fine like i get i get the nostalgia and everything and like you know there's always going to be a special place in my heart for crisis and you know old crows young cardinals just because of you know where i was in my life and and everything like that but i do appreciate you know the new music and and the creativity and what what they're striving for and what they're what they're doing a big part a big part of what you and i are doing is trying to is trying to like think critically about that like not leaning back on nostalgia because you know if you want to act cynically it's like oh you know you're nostalgic because that's a, like a better time in your life 
and fair. But that's not, you know, that's not the way that, you know, speaking for you, Harrison, but that's maybe not the way that, that, that like we want to approach that. Like we, we yeah. don't, we don't want to like lean on what physically feels good in our body. Cause it like fires a part of your brain that just says, right. This was like, this was in the pocket. It's about like trying to better conceptualize what you're spending time with and to understand it mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a deeper sense, because spoiler alert, that's how you can enjoy stuff even more. Exactly. You're such, you're such a, you're such a beautiful speaker, Marty. <laughs> I'm cutting down on the amount of times I said like. I listened to the it's first okay. couple ones. I was like, I'm doing that too much, but it's okay. I say like and uh and you know I I, I pronounce people's names wrong. It's it's whatever. It's, we're human, um, but no, it's it's really it's moving forward, right? You know, and but, it, uh, it just it just helps that this album like that it that it was also good. You know, like that yeah. they have a song like Sans Away that you know I know we're not supposed to talk about. We're not supposed to talk about. But they put out like legitimate like transcendent bangers, and that really helps too. But and and I think as well too, um, you know, if they were to play more shows, which we're hoping for, of course, if they were to play music in the future, when they're you know a little bit older, some of the older stuff, they again they may not be interested in playing, or they may not may not be able to perform it as well. Like that's that's just the reality of getting older and and being in like a, a post hardcore or or a punk band, you know. Maybe George being singing more is is something new. It goes into that new direction, and who knows? They might you know spice up some of their older songs as well too. Oh, could you imagine? That'd be sweet. Yeah. Oh man, I'd love to get like a swinging for the fences type like live show, where it's yeah. like a very cinematic. Oh, that'd be sweet. And they're like, yeah, like revisiting. Yeah. I think giving you ideas, giving yeah. the band ideas. Yeah. The, uh, I just want to bring back, uh, or sorry, take us back to what we were talking about at the beginning really quickly. What do you see in the future for this band now? Oh yeah. Right. This was your, yeah, this is the question. This is a, this is a heavy question and this could literally be an episode on its own, even though we've said that like 832 <laughs> times already, but what, like, what, what do you think? will come of this now like the album's done they they did their tour looks like the guys are doing some solo stuff right now what what do you think is going to happen yeah we'll probably end up sort of clipping this and playing it in the future likely eh? yeah I would, I would love to pull us back and be like wow these guys are idiots <laughs> you know what i i truly believe like in my heart that this is this is this is gonna be a bullet take. This might be like the 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 thing that's maybe the least likely, um, considering all the factors. But I really think that they're gonna get back together and put a record out in the next like like two years. I, I I for some reason there's something that's telling me that like that if if everybody's good with it, which it seems like it seems like they are, like you know every indication shows that you know everybody's kind of enjoying it. You know, I just noticed that um, Rapbeard is maybe taking a step away from from Billy Talner isn't on the most recent tour. I don't. I think he drummed on there, on the on the most recent album with uh, Rivers Cuomo. I think, which, um, yeah, that the, he definitely did that one. But anyways, that you know that that the schedule might make sense, and I don't know for some reason something tells me that that everything is good and that 
this can just sort of continue on. It might not be to the same, you know, degree touring wise or anything, but there, you know, how could you not make something so interesting creatively and not have a ideas from it? Like, you know, it seems like they were jamming quite a bit during COVID and stuff, but not have ideas, but then also not be so thrilled to get back in and do it. So anyways, that, that's, that's why I kind of, for some reason in my head, I'm thinking that sooner rather than later is entirely in the cards. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I, uh, you know, the, the entertainer, I should, I should disagree. <laughs> I should say, no, this is it. They're, they're done. This was the last album, but I, I do agree with you. I think, you know, in that jam session, they probably recorded songs and, and demos that, you know, obviously we didn't hear. Um, you know, those guys are constantly making music. You know, if we just found out that Steele's starting to write some songs as well, too, you know, maybe he's sitting on some. Um, they probably have demos in the vault as well, too. Um, so I I think that over the next couple of years, we will we will get another Alexis album for sure. That's crazy. Sorry, someone's just... Can you hear that? That's, can you hear that? Yeah, what was in the background? Uh, it's just like uh, when I'm out in the sunroom with all the windows open, you can just hear people on the street like like you're almost like on your porch. Like it just comes in so clearly. So there's just a guy just playing tunes off of his... Off was his that beat. the RTC gang? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like Not- waving. I'm like, yeah, you guys can come. Just hang in the living room for a second. I'll just be one. I'm just finishing the pod. Just hang out. Just one sec. Not to be confused with the RT RTR gang. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they're rivals, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, they don't want to uh, DM people all night. Uh, yeah. Various sort of veiled threats. So, yeah. which is, you know, to be fair, that's not what being a true fan is about. No, no, definitely not. Uh, that's that's interesting that we're both in the same in the same category. Because what? Okay, what? Just to be devil's advocate, like you said, to to to, to be the entertainer, like you know they don't have any reason to like you know they could do a couple more tours you know they could still kind of do a across canada tour likely you know they can go back to these places in the next couple of years they don't have to put out an album like they really no. don't you know no they they didn't put out an album in what that's <laughs> yeah. just 13 years they could they could be like tool and just not release another album for another 20 years but now, that, could... now, now that they're like a unit again though you yeah, know. that's the thing. They're, it feels like they are they are a unit again. But they could, you know, a lot of bands and and artists, sometimes they just keep pumping out music and music when they, when they should stop. I'm not saying Alexa should stop because I think they're really on to something here mm-hmm. and that they could keep going. But they really just, like, if this is their last album, they literally mic dropped it. Yeah. Like, they, they literally ended on top with this. That's the thing. The, you know, you and I, we trust, like, we trust Alexis to do the right thing at this point. Like, like there's something to be said about when this band came back, like, do we want to be, like, a nostalgic act, right? They talked about that, and they, yeah. I think they beat that down pretty well. Mm-hmm. But something tells me that that they, you know, we know we can trust them, but I think everybody can trust them to do what's going to be like the best for this band. If that makes, if that means no music, then that's fine. If that means going away, that's fine. But like there's, 
there's every reason to believe this is a good ending to the to our segment. <clears throat> Make sure to do this good. There's every reason to believe that this, as you mentioned, Harrison, is the start of something. Like sonically, how they approached it, how they wrote it. Like this does not seem like a one-off, nor does it seem like it's the end. Yeah, a beginning of a new era for Alexis on Fire. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, next next week we're gonna do <laughs> we're gonna do like a random song from two thousand and four. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not actually gonna do that. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, we Harrison, did we peak too early with this episode? I don't know. I I hope not. I hope not. Jeez. Yeah. No. Uh, next week we are going to be talking about Dead Tired, which is. Uh, George Pettit's side project that he was, he's still releasing music with, but he started during uh, the post breakup era of Alexis on Fire. Yeah, it's sweet. I'm, I, what's your familiarity, familiarity with Dead Tired, Harrison? Is it an Alexis on Fire side project that I know the most about? No. <laughs> um, but I have seen them live. They opened for Dillinger Escape Plan on Dillinger Escape Plan's farewell tour. Oh, sick. Yeah. And, you know, you think George is, is crazy, you know, ripping his shirt and bending mics and, you know, jumping off things. Man, Dillinger is, is also like that as well, too. Mm-hmm. Or they were also like that as well. But Very sick. But yeah. So stay tuned. Next week, we will be talking about Dead Tired. Amazing. Harrison, this was great. This was great. I hope you embrace your other next buddy. <laughs> Sweet dream. Oh, different, different, different episode. Sorry. I, we're going to have to dive in so hard on those two for sure. <laughs>